0: Welcome to My Crazy Office podcast, with the authors of Working With You Is Killing Me, Working For You Isn't Working For Me, and Mean Girls At Work, Kathy Elster and Katherine Crowley. They are committed to creating world peace, one crazy office
1: at a time. And now, here are Kathy and Katherine. Hi, everyone. I'm Kathy Elster. And I'm Katherine Crowley, and welcome to My Crazy Office.
0: So today we wanted to talk about uh, disappointment, and that's disappointment at work. And we wanted to tackle the topic of disappointment at work, and we wanted to address this because we've noticed that it's often easy to be
1: disappointed, Mm -hmm. and it can
0: hamper, yeah, and it can hamper your ability to thrive in the workplace,
1: Yeah. So we thought of different categories of disappointment. (laughs) Yeah. So we thought we'd start with disappointment uh, that happens for a lot of people when they hire new employees. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those things where you may think you found the solution to all your problems by hiring this new person, but they come into the company and they happen to be a human being and they have issues. Yes, they do. (laughs) Yeah, so maybe they're chronically late, or they have a family situation that requires a lot of their time, or they have a sudden accident shortly after they begin working with you. Maybe their experience isn't as extensive as you thought when you first brought them on board, or maybe they resist change, or in some cases, maybe they become competitive with you.
0: You know, another area that is a big area of disappointment is when you get a new boss.
1: Mm. This, this
0: one can really be problematic. So mm-hmm. initially, you think that this person is going to be great. And that's yeah. the idea of hope. We all have that. Um, he or she is going to bring a fresh approach and be open to new ideas. And they're just going to know how to improve things. And that's the way most people come off as they're interviewing. Oh, yeah. Even if it's within the company, you think, oh, yes, they have a shining light, they're going to be they're going to do it. Then you find out that they really plan to replace you with their own people.
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: that's very real
1: yeah. um, or
0: that they're close minded mm. or that they talk a good game, but they really don't deliver. Now, this isn't true in every case, but it can happen. Yeah. So disappointment may also develop when you hire a new client or when you get a new client.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, um, I had this, this, uh, client, she was my client years ago and really lovely woman. And I, you know, she, called me after 20 years. I Mm -hmm. really didn't remember what she was like 20 years ago. But I remembered, you know, it was very flattering that she called and she wanted to work with me again. Yeah. But it became very clear after a couple of weeks that she just wasn't keeping up with her goals, that she just wasn't mm-hmm. doing work. Mm-hmm. And I remembered that's what she was like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe she thought it was going to be different by working with me she'd get more done. But ultimately she just wasn't getting things done. Yeah. And of course wanted didn't want to spend the money. Right. So, you know, why spend money if you're not going to get anything done? So that w- that was really disappointing because it yeah. started out like so great.
1: Yeah. I know of a small business owner who he always wants to go after the high-end clients mm-hmm. and he really kind of idealizes them. Mm-hmm. And then he'll get this super prestigious client and the, <laughs> it turns out to be a nightmare because... Not only are they prestigious, but they have a high set of expectations. They're super critical. They could be slow to pay. They may be impossible to please. Yeah. But more often than not, it's just, it just it turns into a nightmare for him.
0: Yeah, we once had uh, some prestigious clients that came through someone, and they all didn't really want to pay their bills. Or they said, "Oh yes, yeah. it's impro- Oh yes, the bookkeeper is going to yeah. be sending." Oh, yeah, yeah. And it would be months. Right. And we, we ultimately got rid of all of them where they just stopped coming because we, that's just not how we work. Right. So, um, you know, you make get a client with whom your your company brings in at a reduced rate. Maybe they're a nonprofit mm-hmm. or they're going through hard times, but then they end up being exceedingly needy. Yeah. And you end up losing money on the client. That's always a very, very big disappointment.
1: Oh, Yeah. Yeah. So another area of potential disappointment may come when you take a new job. Yeah. And in some ways this is understandable because you're probably leaving because you want something better. And so yeah. you might have rose colored glasses as you, <laughs> you know, pursue this. Yeah. What might be a, a company you've always thought you wanted to work at, but you get there and maybe you don't like your boss or you find out that the company talks a good game, but doesn't really follow through. Maybe you discover that you have a colleague who's highly competitive with you that you didn't know about during the interview Mm -hmm. process. Or, and we've seen this so often, your job changes the minute you start it. Yes, that happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So we're covering these four areas, but disappointment can come in many forms. It usually stems from having unrealistic expectations or idealizing someone or something. So when we were talking about this, uh, we were talking about if you are someone who's often disappointed, you may want to examine and adjust your expectations regarding people and things at work. You know, are you someone who puts things, jobs, individuals on a pedestal and then finds yourself constantly disappointed? So we want you to try to understand that no situation is perfect and be more scrutinizing on your way into a new situation. Kathy was saying earlier today that it's, the whole idea is to go from, hey, this is going to be great to we'll see. <laughs> and I love that. <laughs> I mean, you can look forward to the change yeah. and go into the situation with a wait and see attitude.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and we don't, you know, look, sometimes it works out really well. So we don't want you to always lower your expectations, but you do have to temper it. If you're somebody that gets really high and then really gets let down a lot, you want to temper it a little bit. So like, for instance, if you hire someone new, you must look at them realistically and understand that they are human.
1: Mm. So they
0: aren't going to be perfect be ready to encounter their limitations mm. and consider that part of your job as their manager. Everybody has limitations and yeah. everybody has areas of weakness.
1: So that's a good point.
0: And you don't always know what it is until you end up living with them. Right. Um, so I, I have a client who was always disappointed with the people he hired and then he gradually understood that people are human. And that they come with a lot of problems. And I remember the day he figured that out, he'd say, oh, so now I understand that little thing on their resume or what they said in the interview. This is really what it meant. Yes. Like, like he, he was starting to understand that they said everything that he actually should have known because yes. it was out there, but he he didn't know how to see it.
1: That's I'm going to bring back my infamous dating analogy, but oh no, here we go. But that's what they say, right? On first dates, people tell you who they are. It's just that you don't want to hear it because you want them to be something else. Yes. (laughs) And speaking of which, I have a client who for years hired the people who promised to rescue her or to take care of her or to solve all of her problems. She would hire these big promisers and then they would literally start to bully her once she brought them on board. So it took a while, but eventually she learned to steer clear of this kind of candidate, you know, the kind that's always telling you what they're going to do for you without real substance behind it. And she learned to hire the people who were generally qualified, not self-promotional, but who had a record of being hard workers.
0: Yeah. So regarding new bosses, um, instead of idealizing them, we want you to give them time to show who they really are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it takes about three months for people to really, you know, get comfortable. And for that, maybe three to six months, actually, for you to really see who they are. Uh So um, we work with a new CEO who talked a great game initially to the employees of the organization, but ultimately brought in his own people and pushed the veteran employees out. It was very, very painful. I believe he was an ageist yeah, and he didn't respect uh, longevity and the... Uh, the intellectual history that they had of the organization. And the organization has lost a lot, but I don't think he cares. Anyway, that (laughs) that was a tough one to watch.
1: Yeah. 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 And of course, a disappointment for everyone who had um, invested in his success. Yeah. I have a client who was thrilled with his new boss uh, because he wanted a chance to innovate and grow professionally. And of During the early phases, the new manager was like, I can't wait to hear your ideas. Yeah. Uh, And my client didn't realize that this person actually had no intention of even coming to the office, of holding meetings, of setting goals. He was basically an absentee leader that just used the position for his own gain. Oh, boy. So, you know, that's a tough one too. On the other hand, I think this individual probably had a history of doing that, (laughs) this particular boss, right? And that's part of it too, is either to see who they show you they are or to find out if they have a history of being a certain kind of boss. Finally, managing disappointment with a new job or a new client involves a similar approach, right? It's assuming that it's not, nothing's going to be perfect investigating the situation, the job or the client at the beginning, going into it with a wait and see attitude and not ignoring those red flags, which we have a tendency to write off as a one
0: time, but no, yeah. they're red flags. Yeah. Yeah. Please don't write them off. So that's it for this podcast. If you have any further comments or thoughts on this topic, tweet us at askk 2 and also follow us on Instagram at my crazy office.
1: Yes. And if you want to receive our podcast email, text us at 228 28 and type in my crazy office, all one word. So the text is 228 28 and type in my crazy office, all one word. Finally, don't forget to send your questions and stories to info at infomycrazyoffice.co. My Crazy Office is produced in New York City at K-Squared Studios. Stay crazy!